The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald. Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we are catching up with Ian Bambra. Ian is Managing Director of the WA Gold Explorer Saturn Metals. Saturn trades under the code STN or Sierra Tango November. Its market cap is about 62 million uh, and that's at its last sale price of 71 cents a share. Now, Saturn only joined the stock exchange lists in March 2018 when it was spun off by Peel Mining. So Peel concentrated on its New South Wales base metal interests. And so what has become the main asset of Saturn, the Apollo Hill Gold Project in WA, could get the attention it deserved. And one of those funny things in life, baby Saturn has outgrown the parent Peel in the market capitalization stakes, thanks to gold price strength and Saturn's success in growing the resource base at Apollo Hill since. Apollo Hill is near Leonora, where it's surrounded by lots of multi-million ounce gold deposits like Gualia, Wallaby and King of the Hills. Apollo itself currently has 780,000 ounces under its belt. With that, I'm going to say hello to Ian and welcome him to the podcast. G'day Ian and thanks for your time today. How are you Barry? Thanks for having us on. Pleasure to be here. All right. Okay. And so before jumping in to take a look at Apollo Hill, it would be great if you could give us a bit of a rundown on your educational and professional background ahead of becoming MD of Saturn. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a geologist by uh, background or trade, if, if you want, for a better word. <laughs> and um, I guess born and bred and sort of brought up in Australia uh, with uh, Newmont Mining Corporation, as I spent most of my career and uh, eventually went to work for them in the States as well and had a look at some uh, nice big uh, Mm. gold systems and ore bodies around the world. Um, After that, I headed up a a company, which I suppose most recently is is known as Spectrum, uh, but at the time was a company called Spectrum Rare Earths, and it was my first sort of foray after leaving the big company into, um, you know, the sort of, uh, mark, junior mark, junior mm-hmm. mining stocks and things. And uh, I also did a stint as exploration manager with uh, Lion Town Resources, um, oh. who've, who've done, who've been doing, well, have done and are doing tremendously at this point. Um, yeah. And then I, I joined um, in about September 2017. Somebody gave me a tap on the shoulder to come and have a look at uh, Saturn and Apollo Hill. And, and, take it through IPO and after having a good look at the asset kind of couldn't help myself to to get back to gold. Right okay great um, now if you could give us a snapshot of Apollo Hill's history up to the point of Saturn's listing by which time I think the resource stood at uh, around 540,000 ounces. Yeah the uh, oh, there's quite a long history uh, but but an intriguing one. Fair, mm. I think the first hole was Put into Apollo Hill in 1986 by Thimmerston oh. Mining. Uh, there's one very sort of shallow and limited 
old working and shaft on it from, you know, the 1920s kind of thing, but hadn't really gone anywhere. They must have found a high-grade vein or something that they've, they've pulled out. Mm-hmm. But after after Fimiston, uh there's probably about eight companies that had been in and had a go over a 30-year period. One of them was Barrick and Home, Barrick Homestake, uh, that kind of era, but where the gold price was, uh, you know, probably down around the $256 an ounce level. Mm-hmm. They did a, some work. Battle Mountain um, in the 90s, late 90s, did a tremendous job on the deposit. And I think it's, it's part of the history of this thing that, um, you know, it's had a kind of stop-start expiration phase with commodity cycles, with a gold price particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within that, those eight, eight sort of companies that have held it, there's been some really nice intersections and discoveries. And I think one of the things Saturn's been able to do is pull them together. Uh, I think Battle Mountain eventually found Vera Nancy, the high-grade epithelial oh, yes. deposit in Queensland, and that took their attention. And then uh, most recently, I suppose, a similar story was with Peel Mining. Uh, Peel took the, um, the Apollo Hill asset or assets out of Hampton Hill, who had a kind of iron ore focus. That was going to be their... Uh, Peel Mining's key focus, and then they eventually moved to, or they made a, a great discovery with uh, Mali Bull in New South mm. Wales, and Apollo Hill kind of missed its opportunity again. Um, and it's it's that history, I think, that intrigues me, and I think in, when you put all of that work together from the different companies, you could really see the opportunity that had been built up. And, mm. and of course, we're in different times now with gold price and economics and I, I, uh, I think I think this deposit's going to have its day right. okay so if you could uh, take us through the growth of the resource since uh, listing and the uh, breakthrough of the hanging wall discovery in 2019 and obviously it would help uh, us non-geologists to actually uh, to get an understanding of just what the hanging wall means or is yeah. And in Apollo, in Apollo Hill's case, just what that means for the potential scale of the project. Yeah, so when we when we listed in 2018, the deposit was uh, uh, half million ounces, um, 0.9 grams a ton, so uh, relatively unloved and, and arguably hard to market because you're below that sort of magical one gram number or at least in everyone's minds, mm-hmm. particularly then. Um we, we set about exploring, and I think in the first year, you know, the, basically the first year of exploration, we did about 10,000 metres. We focused very much on the, the main asset itself, improving the quality, remodelling it, uh, infill drilling. And we brought the deposit to about 620,000 ounces, you know, in the space of probably seven, eight months of drilling, um, or 650,000 ounces. Um, in that process, I think we also brought the indicated grade up to 1.1 grams and the deposit grade up to one gram, so we could see the thing improving. And you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't sound like much, but sort of 10, 20 percent improvement on that previous resource upgrade on a big tonnage deposit off, offers you know, a lot of ounce opportunity and it really helps. So that gave us encouragement. We we ploughed in the next year. And that, that year, maybe we did about 20,000 metres. And 
we did two things this time. One was obviously improving the deposit, running a little bit along strike and, and growing what we knew. We also took a step out into the hanging wall. And when, when we say the hanging wall, um, we mean sort of immediately east or up dip of the main load mm-hmm. and into an area that had perhaps been touched with a few sort of historic drill holes, uh, but never really had the focus. Now, there, there were a few clues in the sort of historic drill holes, but they were a long way between uh, long way between drinks, if you, if you want of a better term Uh, and I think the the first intersection we put in uh, our exploration manager Catherine was drilling under four meters only half a gram in a historic air car hole and the the first hole came back at something like 36 meters at 1.3 but within it was a beautiful sort of 15 meters zone at five and I, I think that that was the first sort of step change because um, obviously, there was there was an improvement in the grade, and and that's come about as we've moved into that sort of hanging wall zone. Uh, we've moved into a more a, a dolerite rock rather than a basalt rock, and that dolerite rock has a different chemistry, and I think that chemistry is helping the gold to drop out. Um, but it's also as much as as that that year progressed, and we we did a lot of infill drilling, and those intersections started to repeat. I think by May we probably had three or four by you know July we probably had five or six and then by August September that year 2019 we'd seen the the continuity in these these new loads uh, come together and that was great because it's not not just about what they were in that they were better it's, it was where they were in that mm. immediately adjacent to the main oil body was basically very likely to fall into you know your likely pitch shells or um, any economic cone that we do on the deposit. So what was previously waste material was becoming mineralized material. Yeah. And that was starting to push the stripping ratio down. And that that was, you know, if you want, you've got a bit of double power there in that one, the grade's getting better and two, your strip's coming down. And uh, plus the much bigger opportunity that was starting to emerge at Apollo Hill. of Fast forward a, a few months, and I think we, we drilled right up to sort of Christmas, um, December 18th, I think it was, 2019. And uh, we got a couple of interesting looking holes and uh, turned up for work in January. And the first assay result that rolled in, something like uh, nine metres at 12 grams a tonne. Uh, all that very reasonable sort of open pitable depths, and then that repeated again right out on the hanging wall, probably 600 metres away from the, if you, if you want, the foot wall of the deposit, which essentially meant that we had a mineralised corridor there that was 600 metres wide, uh, kind of variably mineralised within it. But again, we'd seen that step change in the grades, or the, the, the grade profile of the intersections we were turning up. And I think since that, date really we've been more and more aggressive and, I, and I've got to make the point that those intersections sit well outside the existing resource envelope mm. and offer a tremendous opportunity to you know uh, or the potential to deliver a lot more ounces at our next planned resource upgrade for later this year so we've been infill drilling around there 
And then most recently, after our confidence has grown in that system, we've started to step out a long strike to the south with some big, broad-spaced uh, sections and starting to see the same geology and opportunity present. And, and that's where we are today, I guess, in, in the sort of throes of that programme. Yeah, um, I see the ASX announcement on the 10th of July, um, six metres at 6.2 with 13 metres at 1.4 and four metres at 3.2. These were all uh, hanging wall hits, so it goes to that, the growing size of the uh, the ore body. Yeah. yeah, and it's, again, that, that, that grades there, and these are the sort of first pass step-out holes away from, um, you know, away from... Where we've been sort of historically drilling, so it, it's yeah the growth. I guess the grade, you know, the kind of one point three gram is better than a gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, was where the resource started. The six gram stuff, showing the potential for those sweeter loads within it. And uh, I always like to make the point, you know, that these hanging wall loads are quite flat lying. And I, I think, well, I'm two meters tall, and you could probably mine something my size. So. A six meter sort of intersection in a in an open pit, um, mm. you know, a few trope is is tremendous. So yeah, yeah. well, even at uh, one gram a ton, I suppose a company like Regis has shown that uh, you can make lots of money from you know big single open cuts, uh, particularly at these these gold prices. That's right. Well, I mean, the, the way we're approaching this deposit is still very much uh, a big open pit um i think you know if, if people go online and have a look at some of our presentations the, the pretty much the last slide i have in the presentation is always an aerial shot of the deposit and it gives you some uh, size the footprint of the the drilling and the deposit itself and i suppose the, the the advantage we have is that our ounces are all in one single simple spot or position and what that could offer is, you know, you, you sort of mentioned the one gram thing. We big selective mining units, uh, the potential to support a big mill and lower that unit operating cost down. And uh, mm. all that's helped by a, a very simple metallurgy and mineralogy at, at Apollo Hill, where about much like the Regis story, you know, I think one of the reasons their deposit works so well is sort of free milling, um, low cyanidation, mm. um, gravity kind of focused gold, which is what we see at Apollo Hill. So again, that's another sort of positive cost factor that's that's helping with the the deposit here and yep. offers some scalability as well. Okay. Um- we're talking about the grade, but just to cover off on that, I know early on the the company was talking about potential for ore beneficiation. Is that still a consideration? Do you, given these higher grades are coming through, you might not need to, or what's the thoughts there? Uh, it is. I mean, I think the, the current thinking is um, we've we there's definitely the potential in that the every time we see a gold it's in the in white quartz veins in a sort of green gray basalt so it's very easy to okay. sort um to sort all sorting at a large scale i think is 
probably unproven at this point, but there certainly is where we see those high-grade loads or opportunities, the potential to use our sorting to help strip the tons back and um, and yeah, that you know that has potential to I suppose flow through to decrease capital costs and things like that. Or you have a big mill and you have a bolt-on circuit for your higher grade stuff that you treat, you know, just mm. as sort of, uh, it, it'll be a, be a bonus, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you're, you're well into a, what is it, 20,000 metre program, drilling program? Yeah, we are. We, um, we, you, what stage are you at? Halfway, quarter of the way? Um, we're probably a, a quarter of the way through drilling and mm-hmm. um, probably an eighth of the way through announcing results. Right. So, and to that end, we've also we have another rig that started. Uh, so, you know, I think last month we were sort of uh, one rig going. Now we've got two rigs going, and we're looking for that third rig to to ramp things up further again. In, um, in the coming month, in in sort of August September, so uh, that that kind of shows, I suppose, shows the confidence as well. But mm. yeah, it's uh, it's good. So and that will lead into a resource upgrade uh, towards the end of the year. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yep. Mm. So um, you know, sub- subject to that. The, the correct drilling rigs turning up at the correct time and that kind of thing. But, yeah, mm. that, that's it. I think we've always delivered a resource upgrade every year, kind of October, November, because it gives us a, a measure of our progress. Uh, I think, you know, I think uh, we've drilled at least uh, – that's a good way to put it. I think the last resource upgrade we did, we drilled about 28,000 metres total. Since that point, we've drilled 24,000 metres and we've just embarked on this sort of 20,000 metre programme. So right. um, and it's about getting that done as quickly as efficiently as possible and that could give you a measure of... Now, with that 28,000 metres, we did add uh, 276,000 ounces. Mm, okay. Now, I know we have to be careful about these things and I don't want to put you on a spot, but I remember quoting you... Oh, wouldn't been long after the float that you thought the potential here was uh, probably two million two million ounces plus. Um, you still hold that view? I do, and I'm going mm. to put it with a couple of um, caveats. Yeah, <laughs> caveats. Yeah. So I think the potential for a, a two million ounce deposit, and I'm not. It's not a resource yet. And no. There's a lot of hard work and drilling to do within the top 250 metres from surface in one single spot, our polar hill, I think is very real. And obviously we've got to do a lot of drilling, a lot of studies and, you know, the next couple of years to achieve that. But uh, I can point to the fact that, and we've, we've published this, that our the company's performance incentives, and it not, not just for directors, this was for my entire staff, mm. I think... The goal we set ourselves for November, end of November 2020, was to try and hit a million ounces. Um, mm. This is published in our general meeting. The, mm. the stretch goal we've, we've published for 2021 is a million and a half ounces. Now, 
um, we've put those targets out in front of us and we're, we're going after them. And I guess that's, a, that's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, the company's entering a tricky space uh, uh, given the, the looming resource upgrade. Um, when, you know, we start thinking about standalone developments or uh, arrangements, uh, toll treating arrangements with other mills in the broader region. But having said all that, do the intent at this stage is obviously to push ahead on a standalone basis. And if um, well, someone comes in with a takeover bid, well, you deal with it at the time. But very much a standalone approach at the moment. It is because I think Apollo Hill really starts to work when you push the sides up. Mm. Um, you, you, you see the opportunity for that bigger mill. The bigger mill offers the bigger, the lower processing costs, the, bit, the lower unit costs. Um, a bigger selected mining unit means probably a lower stripping ratio. And if we start looking at toll treatment opportunities, even if, you know, even if they might be there in smaller loads, I think eventually that'll be Robin from Peter to mm-hmm. Paul. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's also the, the cream. I think the, you know, Apollo Hill sort of at a historic grade of a gram. The interesting thing is when you look at the, uh, the grades in the hanging wall, when we, when we take the average grade of all intersections we've published above half a gram, yeah, cut off the grade's probably more like one point three grams. Mm. So you put those two kind of halves of the deposit together, or eventual halves, as after one's been drilled out properly. You know, we might be looking at a very big deposit with about one point one grams, arguably. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Now, that also gives you the opportunity then to, if we get this thing to about 1.1 grams, we can push the lower cutoff grade down, still keep the deposit at a gram, but we'll bring in even more ounces, yeah. push the stripping ratio down again. So there's a number of levers there that we can play, but they're all pulling towards a big operation. And I think, again, it's the the simplicity of Apollo Hill is it's only one spot. And... You know, in, in terms of perhaps another sort of advantage we've got strategically in the region is we, we do have a, a base load of ounces. And I think, um, and those ounces at the grade they are, are not really going to go anywhere. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Apollo Hill as the center of gravity in, mm. in that particular part of the belt. Yeah, okay. Now, <clears throat> we are running out of time, unfortunately. So I'll just quickly say that. You've got a huge ground position in uh, one of the best addresses in in the country for gold. Um, obviously, that uh, will be, get attention as uh, time goes by. But I just wanted to uh, jump across to uh, New South Wales, West Wyalong, historic old gold field, uh, more than an ounce a ton, if you don't mind. What's uh, what's the plan there? Yeah, um, well, that that was a. Uh, you know, I have to thank our joint venture partners there for for a digging through the historic mines records in New South Wales and uh, trove information and, and finding that thing. Uh, Peter Goldner, uh, Angus Collins, and did a tremendous job, I think, you know, finding that sort of historic information. Um, he, d- he did produce 
uh, probably about 15, 16 years at an ounce a ton. And I think it's best year, 1911, uh, it produced at about three ounces a ton. Wow. So, um, so it is very sweet. The, the plan is basically we've modelled up the old workings in 3D. We've pulled out historic face sampling data. We've modelled that up. We've had a look at where we can see the deposits at its thickest, at, at the best grade, at the plungers, where the, the mineralisation is plunging. And we've designed a number of holes to go and test the concept. Um, you know, so as soon as we can get that drill program going. There is a, a community consultation phase, which we have to go through properly first. Uh, it is close to the, the town of West Wyalong. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we've done that and assessed that, you know, we, we, we can't do anything. We, we definitely need community buy-in and understanding. Not not impossible. Uh, I mean, spent some time working in the, the beautiful uh mine at Wahi in New Zealand on the Coromandel Peninsula right. <laughs> and seeing the successful job they've done there. Um, and then, yeah, you know, your first drill program, uh, which which could could be later this year, and, uh, will be a number of RC pre-collar and diamond hole tails on those trends. And I, yeah. I think it'll be quite a binary outcome. And if it's, if it's a one on the zero, I think it's going to be a really good one. So... Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there we go. A, a nice mix of uh, the bulk tonnage opportunity over at uh, Apollo Hill and uh, a high-grade opportunity in New South Wales. So we'll all watch uh, with interest in the coming months, Ian. So with that, I'm going to say thanks for your time today and uh, best wishes with it all. I appreciate it, Barry. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers.